Well, it seems like uh, forever since we've done one of these, because probably pretty accurate. Um, welcome again to the Concast, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today we've got Stiltskin, Tittles, and Laz joining me. Yeah, it's been here forever since I did one of these. I, you know, in the grand scheme of time, it's a time approaching forever. Yeah, it's vanishingly close to forever. Yes. For sufficiently low values of forever. Yeah. As they say in maths. Yeah. Bring Tom in, he'd know about that. You can also hear a hacking child on my lap, because that just seems to be the way she is. Going to see hacking already. Code of oh hacking dear. toddlers. Yeah. That's a joke that nobody will get, so we'll just move on. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's not... Highly likely that, that it's highly likely that if you're actually listening to this thing, you might actually get it. <laughs> yeah, true. We, <laughs> we, we really do have a... Who would download this? <laughs> you may know what that joke is. We do have a limited and select group of listeners, that's for sure. We're an exclusive club. <laughs> the No Homers Club. Well, I have one. Yes. There aren't any. Anyway. <laughs> so, who's playing what? And who's going first? You can uh, go first, because you're playing the same thing as me. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Tittles and I have been playing a lot of uh, Saints Row 4 together recently. Cool. It's uh, shenanigans and stupidity. And so yeah. are, you, are you both the president when you play together? You know, it's funny that you bring that up because every cutscene is a comedy <laughs> when you have two people in it. I was getting quite confused. In All concept. right. More I, so if you're the second player, actually. You get a, a, an easier deal than I do. I yeah, actually can't even see mission markers half the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, during the cutscenes, there's a lot of uh, wandering through one another <laughs> because the cutscenes were clearly scripted to have only one person in them. Yeah, especially the little ones on the ship where you're just talking to people in kind of the actual, they're not kind of separate scene things. But, I mean, even if it's incongruous and crazy, it sort of fits into, you know, Saints oh, yeah. Row's vibes any, vibe anyway because Saints Row is insane. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it sounds like GTA's frat house brother after a massive spliff. I actually think that's how they market it on the package. <laughs> yeah. Oh, GTA's yeah. let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> it is just kind of... It is, the thing about Page Row 3 and 4 is they took a different tack. I mean, 1 and 2, you could argue, it's sort of their more spiritual sequels to San Andreas and GTA 4 was, but um, with 3 and 4, they went on a kind of deliberately silly adventure they were starting out on into to some extent they do still have their own they've gone so far into the wacky that they have their own uh vibe and i think that's good for them that it doesn't feel like a gta clone really it just feels like its own thing and it works pretty well it's got its own style of humor it's got its own style of gameplay yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of different things in one game well, yeah i yeah. mean yeah there, i mean there's an I mean, I, I think I saw the opening cutscene to Saints Row 4, and it's like you're the president signing off some ridiculous bills, and then aliens invade, and you gain superpowers to battle them. And it, right. I, I don't know, the whole thing, my theory about Saints Row 4 is that everything is actually just a, uh, Tommy Versetti from Vice City just took all of the drugs that he had ta- that he had <laughs> stolen, and then just, this is his, you know, drug-fueled insane dream. 
I, I will say that if uh, you're out there and you're thinking about playing Saints Row 4, uh, definitely try to do it in co-op. Uh, both 3 and 4 are games that I think would be okay. I think I would enjoy them well enough in single player, but having played through them, through them with titles is a lot more fun than I think doing it in single player. Would. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if you haven't got any friends, it is still a fun solo game. I mean, and, I've you, and, and let's be fair, you know, if you're listening to Comcast, uh, odds that you have any friends that are not also listening to Comcast, pretty low. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not in it and talking to you right now. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to see how long that would last. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Laz, what are you playing? Then? Um, I'm mostly uh, just diving into my backlog a little bit, playing some uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. That's the GameCube one with Ike as the main character. It's, I mean, if you have put up with Fire Emblem's BS before, then this is a pretty good one. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of... Ugh. I, I, I didn't realize until playing this one and sort of going through the old Fire Emblem rigmarole again that these games are really, really newbie unfriendly. But it's it's all right, you know. There's there's swords and knights and and dragons and stuff, <laughs> and and a big grid. that you walk around. So it's like Sonic Three Special Stage. Sh- no, I love to know what that is. I mean, I'm sad. Sonic was a big thing once. Well, I mean, if Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is basically fire, Final Fantasy Tactics without the fun parts. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's a good yeah. sell. Great yeah. advertisement. I'm up for that. To be, Have to you ever played Final Fantasy Tactics and just thought, you know what, this is too much fun. Like, <laughs> I really need something that's just like this, but no fun at all. Um, it, It's not a bad Fire Emblem game, and but I, I don't know if it's like the first one I'd recommend to people. And, uh... Yeah, if you already enjoy Fire Emblem, you've probably already played it. That's all I got. Uh, so, Stills, what are you, uh, what have you been playing recently? Um, since last Concast, um, what have I done? I've um, I've blasted through Borderlands Two and Bioshock Infinite, embracing. Did you have any friends when you played Bioshock? Uh, not Bioshock. Oh, the other one. Borderlands. Borderlands. Did, no, I did, did it you solo. solo. You soloed Borderlands. I soloed Borderlands two. Yeah. Um, I think I think two is probably less soulless than one for that, based on what it like. Yeah, I I dabbled in Borderlands one uh, ages ago, and that was solo because um, I, I didn't have the the network capability at the time to actually do okay. that multiplayer. I just, I just stuck it out myself, and it was far more enjoyable than the first one. The first one I gave up on because it it really did. It just it grated. Do you, really need a, do, you really, do you really need a group for that one, or is it was the grind too, like boring? So um, I think it was a bit of both. Um, yeah, I have a lot of friends that play uh, Borderlands One and Two, but I, it, they are a hundred percent about the multiplayer. I'm surprised that you. Yeah. Uh, ha- I'm surprised that you were able to solo it and have a good time with it because. I mean, the multiplayer almost seems like the major reason to play Borderlands. Yeah. But this is that's, this is this is to me. I haven't I haven't played either game in in uh like you know to a degree that I have an opinion about either one. 
Yeah, I mean, I was expecting it to, to be quite um, sort of multiplayer focused. I was expecting to reach a point where I thought to myself, okay, I either start to join in the multiplayer or I, I put this away, um, which is the point I got to with Borderlands 1. Um, but no, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I thought Borderlands 2 was uh, a far better game. Um, perhaps far more accessible, but also far more enjoyable. The plot, I like the plot more. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it always up. I, I thought that, you know, Borderlands 1 was a really clever idea, and I mm. think Borderlands 2, they just polished all of it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't play a lot of 2, but I, I did really get the impression it was a lot more polished, and that, and that if you did want to play it on your own, it would be, a, you know, a, a much more interesting experience than having tried that with 1. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a, I think we should change directions before yeah, we go to so, a very uncomfortable um, place. E3. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a really comfortable place. I know. Actually, there. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't know, but uh, that's uh, yeah, that's our topic for today, guys. Um, you never is... guess by listening to the first however long of this podcast. Good lord, yeah. Don't don't give it a time because I'm pretty sure that we yeah. Whatever time you're thinking, cut it by about 80%, and that's probably about the time that we're looking at right now. Uh, I didn't have a bird when we started. We didn't have a what? I didn't have a bird when we started. <laughs> oh, a beard. I thought you said, I thought you said bed. Oh, yeah, I did too. Man. I was like, wow, he's, he's queuing a bed. It's, it's my unsophisticated American brain. My bad. I thought you said bird. <laughs> I hatched this bird while we were talking! <laughs> I didn't have a bird when we started, and I still don't have a bird, and I probably won't have a bird after we finish any of the contests. So, are you uh, saying that you want a bird and you're not having any luck getting one? No, I, yeah, I meant the feathered kind, diddles, but it works either way. Oh, he meant a British bird. Oh, right, there's English. I am so confused right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm going to pretend that I have a. Uh, Full dagger full of time sand. No, no, no. Good luck. That didn't wow. happen. Wait, no, no, no. That, that's not how it happened. Uh, yes, don't stop with the references. Hardly anybody will get. That is a bit, a bit less obscure than what? English ones. What will we have left? Oh, You're talking about the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, of course. <laughs> I'm talking about the Lego sets based on the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Those were a thing, and I'm not sure why. What I love about Sands of Time and that narration is the idea that he's sitting there telling it to Farrah and going, and then I ran along the wall and I fell into a pit of spikes. No, 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 that didn't happen. I ran along the wall and I got crushed by... No, no, no. The conversation has kind of come full circle back to an old man rambling. Okay, yeah. Um, So let's, let's bring it into 2014 and talk about E3, which happens very, very soon. Uh... Less than a month from now, which will probably be just a few weeks, depending on when this recording's released. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, June tenth to the twelfth this year, is it not? It is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming up uh, pretty quickly. So quickly that, given our current recording schedule, this is probably our last chance to talk about it before it happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, E three is happening. It's the same as it was last year with things and stuff and games. Um, one big thing that uh, you know Tittles is going to groan as soon as I bring it up is that uh, Square Enix are not doing their own presser this year. <gasps> they have nothing scheduled. Yeah, it's uh, only Microsoft, Sony, EA, and Ubisoft. Yeah, um, mm. Nintendo is you know doing their oh. stuff. 
but they're they, doing a digital cast again, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah they they have now rejected E3 as a concept entirely, and they're just kind of doing whatever they feel like in the same time window. I think it's only a matter of time before uh, Nintendo basically become a games company that don't actually do any kind of games. <laughs> yeah, like Sega. Then. Yeah, yeah, they're the inverse Sega. <laughs> Sega, yeah. So Sega just doesn't do hardware. Nintendo will do only hardware. But that's pretty much what they do now. They, yeah, they uh, they do hardware, they do Mario, they do Zelda, and they publish Pokemon. And other than that, they just don't do anything. It's like those, you know, those old PS3 adverts that are like, it only does everything, and Nintendo's adverts are just, it only does Mario. Yeah. Technically, well, actually, I'm, technically, I'm forgetting Fire, something. Technically, Fire Emblem's a Nintendo uh, franchise that... No one really cares about there because you it is, nailed because it. isn't Mario game, or Zelda or Pokemon. The, the game with the tagline "Final Fantasy Tactics without any fun." <laughs> Final a, Fantasy Tactics without right any fun. I kind of, um, you know, I, I think I'm underselling it though because Nintendo does do one other thing, and it's hemorrhage money. Well, I read yeah. an article recently that they're they're launching figures that connect to. Wi-Fi or something. Well, what you, and that's that is a bunch thing. of that's a bunch of unrelated words strung together. <laughs> I, 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 I go out of my way and I come into here to keep you insane, and you're all like, "You're an old man. You don't talk." That sounds like. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, building on what Josh said earlier, um, <laughs> and ignoring everything that Tittle said. <laughs> Basically, I think Nintendo's. What? <laughs> what? No, okay, I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna find you. You are just like I. Uh... Building on what Tiddle said, that sounds. Yeah. Really we Brits have to stick together. That sounds. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds a bit like the Skylanders situation. Yeah. That's so, yeah. So, yeah. So, so we've already that. done. Someone else said that on the article that I saw that exactly <laughs> existed. So there we go. Yeah, it's. Um, but didn't you say Sega? No. Oh. No. No, he hasn't said Sega in like five minutes. Oh, all right, fine. Well, um, they, I mean, they, they did it. They did. because you think that's all I talk about. Yes. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. Uh, I'm actually sort of funny. Um, when Sky no, before you, Skylanders. You really aren't. No, well, no, no. I, I'm not. No, I'm not saying I'm funny, but I thought it was funny that Skylanders was originally pitched to Nintendo, and then they rejected it, which is unfortunate since Skylanders is making money hand wow. over fist. Wow, yeah, like a game that's completely based around gimmicks and incremental sales, and Nintendo said no to it. Yeah, so then Activision bought it, and now it's doing crazy, and Disney and uh, Disney Infinity, which is essentially a you know a Disney knockoff of Skylanders, that's done. Has also done really well, and now Nintendo's entering the game officially with Nintendo figurines, uh, and it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot of those at E3, or I, I'm sorry, at Nintendo's digital cast that will be go- uh, happening at E3. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't I believe Nintendo is calling their E3 stuff the Nintendo Treehouse. Is that right? What? Nice. Yeah, I mean. You know, if they're really looking to uh, differentiate themselves from that uh, stigma they've had for a decade or more about being way too kid-friendly, calling your stuff at E3 the treehouse maybe isn't the best way <laughs> to position the message. Isn't that a name they've had for it? Didn't they have Nintendo America Treehouse? used to be like a, a fan club that did testing and stuff. 
I'm sure I remember it from the Diddy Kong Racing credits they'd done some of the game testing or something. Well, that that could be true. That was in the that was in the time where I did not own anything that Nintendo produced. So hmm. well, Nintendo's in a in a funny position right now because I think the Wii U is hemorrhaging money faster than the D- 3DS is printing money. So Sounds I right. so I don't. So are you I, saying I'm, the 2DS is not filling the gap? <laughs> I am. I am saying that. Under a door. No. It's, it's, it's two dimensional. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> that was all right. But yeah. I, the uh, I'm curious to see what like the ratio of 3ds stuff to Wii U stuff they're gonna do because I I Nintendo's not gonna abandon the Wii U, but it's clear that one of their machines is doing well and the other one isn't. So I'm. I mean, I'm sure we'll. I mean, we'll probably, they'll probably show us a new Mario at E3 because there's been a new Mario every year for the past, what, seven or something. Well, there have been two new Marios. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, an average of 1.5 a year for like <laughs> six years. Uh, that's not even an exaggeration. So, I, I mean, I don't think they've announced a 2014 one yet, so E3 might be the platform for that. Well, I, I feel like they may be, uh, giving a little bit more credence to Zelda. Uh, this year with uh, Hyrule Warriors and the fact that there has not been a uh, Zelda for Wii U yet. I think yeah. that is probably more likely to crop up than uh, but, much more Mario stuff this year. Well, let's, just, let's just clear something up here. The 3DS is not exactly printing money. I know we have an inflated idea of how well the 3DS is doing at Con, and it's doing fine, if that were the only thing they were doing, but it's not as big of a money spinner as as the regular DS you, was. Yeah. Yeah, it's nowhere near the original Wii or DS in terms of how it's doing, and it's a far, far, far cry from what you would hope, considering you've got competing mobile platforms starting to grow in the stuff that's coming out for them, and accessibility and the things that they actually do for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, and also there was a, there were new Pokemon games announced, uh, a short while ago, and I'm sure we'll see more oh, of those. Oh yeah, those, those will crop up at E3. Gotta keep catching them all, still. <laughs> it's just, um, it's just like Sapphire Plus and Ruby Plus though, isn't it? It's, I think it's called, uh, Ruby Alpha and Sapphire Omega, or maybe I might, you might switch yeah, Alpha and Omega. Yeah, something it, like that. Maybe it's Sapphire Alpha. I am Alpha, the Alpha Omega. and the Omega. Yeah, you are. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, People went nuts for it because a lot of people really like Pokemon, but I struggle to give a damn about Pokemon in 2014, so... Yeah, me too, but but it dates all the way back to, like, 2000. Mm. Isn't it pretty much just Final Fantasy without the silver-haired guy who's your dad? What? Sephiroth? It's it's Final Fantasy, but they use a different yellow animal mascot. (laughs) Oh, now I see. Right. Speaking of Final Fantasy, since this technically is a Final Fantasy websites podcast, should we wonder? Well, I kind of figured we'd get to that at the end. Okay. You know, keep the people listening and bored for as long as possible. All right, so let's talk about EA. Battlefield 5, guys. Yay, okay, moving on. Is there a dog? Or is that the other one? That's That's, that's Call of Duty. And Call of Duty has Kevin Spacey now. Hmm. Oh, I heard about this. This is where they're making... um, Call of Duty 16 colon Metal Gear Solid 4, aren't they? <laughs> something like, it's, something it's like called, that. It's called Advanced Warfare, and it's set in the near future, and let's stop talking about it, please. <sighs> well, like, there's just, I mean, I'm sure all the good Kevin Spacey jokes have already been taken. 
Yeah, yeah. No, nobody cares about Call of Duty. Nobody cares about nope. Battlefield. Um, but, but, nobody cares about Final Fantasy. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody care about Microsoft? Um, I was interested in the idea that a lot of people thought they were going to um, announce a lot of stuff like uh, the Xbox One isn't terrible anymore, it's a sensible price, and it doesn't have to have connect with it. Oh, that would actually have... They've already pre-announced that anyway, yeah. so now they've got <laughs> nothing to say. Well, I think, I think they, pre- I mean, they pre-announced that there's going to be a version without the Kinect that ships, that ships for 400 bucks. I mean, we've all seen that, but... I I think they did this so that they wouldn't talk about it at E3, just to yeah, try to because silence mm. all the chatter about a price drop before. But I mean, it's going to happen well, anyway. But I, I think they <laughs> wanted to get that out before E3 because people should rightly eviscerate them for this plot yeah. because they well, said you... the entire time pre-launch, no, you're getting Connect because Connect is an integral part of this system. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a 360. You cannot use this without Connect because it's just it's so awesome. And then a work. year down the road, bam. No connect. Yeah, I mean, it may may actually totally suck without the connect, and then you have to go out and buy one anyway, which would actually be hilarious. I I would love that. At best, it's it's kind of an embarrassing climb down considering the earlier announcements. So when you think about it, yeah, as a as a big announcement for E3, um, we're going back on everything we said before because you told us it was rubbish. Isn't really the greatest positive note, I guess. Um, but I, you have to see it as a positive move, though, really. I mean, I'd rather people admit they're wrong and make changes to try and get it right than just stubbornly stick to their original concept that, you know, people have voted with their wallets and said, we're not interested in this. And that's really what's happened. Microsoft, if you follow Microsoft at all, they've, well, I'm sure you've heard they have a new CEO in the last few months and... <laughs> Um, not too long after that, we've got these Connect announcements. We've got the announcement that um, Start Menu is going to be turning off in Windows 8. You know, it seems like he's just kind of come in and said, okay, maybe we should listen to what people are telling us. Well, and, you know, speaking of announcements happening before E3, uh, Microsoft also just announced just this week that a lot of the stuff that was tied to gold accounts now no longer will be. So if you've been paying several dollars a month just to watch Netflix on your Xbox, um, you no longer need to do that. Uh, They're also, you know, if you've gotten any of the uh, free games with your gold, you're not going to get to keep them uh, (laughs) if you drop your gold. But... uh, yeah. I mean, that's a fair trade-off. Uh, oh, that's... yeah, agreed. You know, my, my point in bringing that up, though, is what do they have left to really announce at E3, then? Is this going to be like an hour-and-a-half-long presser of just nothing? Well, oh, I mean, they, they have a couple things that are sort of in the pipeline that are interesting to me, at least. Like, uh, Insomniac Games has this uh, has their open-world game, Sunset Overdrive, that I really like Insomniac, so I'm following that along. They have a couple indie games, like Super Time Force, which just released... And, uh, below by the, uh, by the guys that made, uh, Sword and Sorcery. So it's when, when indie games are an E3 announcement. Yeah, it's, I, I think they're gonna announce some new things and maybe some, maybe some dumb stuff like a Halo 5 or a Gears of War, however many Gears of Wars. I think all of the Gears of Wars. So, but, I, I don't know. I think I think this E3 is an interesting opportunity because now that the new all of the new consoles are sort of out there, if they really want to, you know, make a new like all the companies that might want to 
try and start a new franchise that will be this generation's, you know, uh, Halo or Uncharted or whatnot, this is the time to kick it off because all the systems are out now and maybe more people will be getting them now that there's a price cut on the Xbox. It's, it's interesting though. I mean, I think the, the price cut on the Xbox was necessary, but I think they really needed to be undercutting the PlayStation at this point. The, the impression is they're quite a long way behind. Perhaps even 50%. Um, it, depends on what, it depends on what region you're in, but in, uh, yeah. it, it, they are, they are clearly at a disadvantage. Yeah. That seems to be the, the, the common understanding. And the thing is, that makes it look like Sony is, has won great victory from all this. But the PS4 isn't selling that well either. It's doing well enough, but I'm not particularly badly given it's so early in its life, but it's not setting the world on fire at the minute. Yeah, I, I um, I think it, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't, uh, think it needed to set the world on fire. There, it's no. still selling out in almost every location it's in, and they're selling them about as, fa- but it's, I mean, they weren't expecting to have it go gangbusters right at the beginning. The, no. These games need more appealing... I mean, these games. These systems need more appealing software before they'll really, you know, start selling. And yeah. it's so well, early it's, in their lifespan, then... It's just an interesting change, though, because, you know, in the past, you're used to this idea that consoles would, would sell out on launch, and that would be that. Um, I can remember even the N64 did that. And that it didn't really seem to matter if they had backwards compatibility or any software for them. It would just happen. And people seem to be a little more, well, tight with their words, perhaps, nowadays. A little more just waiting to see if there's any reason to buy it. I think that's the thing. I mean, the new, the, the, gen, the current generation, PS4 and the Xbox One, they've both come out at a point where the predecessor's life cycle is nowhere near as... Um, over as was the case before. I mean, yeah. PS2, mm. PS2 came out at the end of the PS1 life cycle. Uh, PS3 and 360 came out at the end of PS2 and, and original Xbox's life cycle. This time around, they've come out almost halfway through, really. I mean, when PS3 and Xbox One came out, we were told they were going to have, what was it, something like a, a 10 year life cycle? Well, um, that was Sony's great, um, great plan to uh, say, oh, it doesn't matter if we don't sell any now. Yeah. Because they didn't sell any then, and they had to do pretty much the same things that Microsoft are doing at the minute. Yeah, so there's that side of it, and then there's the other side of the coin, which is the fact that, you know, the economy's still crap in most places, it's barely recovering, and nobody has any damn money, so... Um, alright. <clears throat> I won't say there was a leak, but uh, p- some people have claimed to have obtained a uh, leaked sort of itinerary of the Sony... Uh, And then I immediately forgot everything on it because I wasn't interested, but please go on. All right. So, yeah, it's... uh, Apparently their press conference itinerary was leaked. It seems like a lot of... Some of it's logical and some of it is really seems like wishful thinking, especially since since apparently... Well, okay, the document says that they're going to have The Last Guardian, which I'm immediately skeptical of. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no way that's happen. happening. Yeah, also, yeah, it's like Uncharted 4, new game by Guerrilla Games, uh, new game by Media Molecule, God of War 4. It's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of wishful thinking stuff. Also, some of it also, you know, obviously predictable. Yeah, so. But the wishful thinking I'm really hoping for out of that, at least I think I'm seeing it on now, is, um, 
next gen and PC GTA 5. Oh, which right. I obviously yeah, want to happen. There too. But that's been, if you, if you scour the web to people looking for, um, uh, GTA 5 PC news, it, it is always kind of some rubbish news outlet posts a news article every month that says another retailer has listed GTA 5 PC for release in June and then mm. remove the listing or nothing happens with it or it's just hey, a poll hey, and hey. so nobody cares. We have never published that news. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe we should. <laughs> See, the thing maybe is, we if, should. If the big announcement at E3 this year is the fact that GTA 5 is going to come out in a different format, <laughs> I, I, I am going to want my money back. The money I have not paid, I'm going to want it back. I think this is going to be the conference to really announce new things for the new hardware. We're go- I imagine that both at all three of Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are going to announce at least one new IP each. Well, intellectual property. Sony are presumably going to push the order, which is going to be supposedly one of their PS4 flagship exclusive IPs. Sure. Um, from what I've seen of it so far, I'm interested. It's, uh, you know, graphically, looks pretty nice. Gameplay, uh, it seems to be a bit of a Third, oh, is it first person? I can't remember. Um, sort of action, role-playing, you know, generic keywords that sound great. Um, but it's set, you know, supernatural Victorian England. Um, and I don't know, just each individual bit of it sounds really well-trodden. But the package, mm. as a, the package as a whole, it's, it's got me listening, and as long as they pull it off well, and it's not a steaming mire like Rise, <laughs> then um, I'm going to shell out my money for it. Yeah, I'd like to see some more of that with well. the, the concept of that sounds pretty good. And, you know, it kind of harkens uh, to some very good Doctor Who episodes. Yes, yeah, it does. Be careful, because so did Hellgate London. <laughs> uh... I would say, what? But I think that would only prove your point. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited. That was that, that thing, game. wasn't it? Yeah. Ugh. All I remember was the disappointment. I don't remember anything else about it. Uh, Victorian England steampunk Diablo clone. That studio ended up breaking up, and uh, those people yeah. those people ended up making Torchlight later. So it has a happy ending. Uh, that's for those people, yeah. Hmm? The the rest of them, yeah. Unemployment line and evictions. Sure, well, I mean, God, it's, there have been so many studio folding announcements in the past couple of weeks and months, it's depressing. Yeah, don't get me started on having the fact that, uh, there's pretty much no AAA development happening in my area now. Uh, I think you have harmonics and that's it. Yeah, and Harmonix is turning into Kickstarter for the right. next game, so that's not exactly the uh, the the most likely route for a AAA developer to take. Well, everybody goes to Kickstarter now. Everybody Square Enix are going to start doing Kickstarters. No, they well, did, no, no, they didn't. Yeah, Square that's... Enix has their own platformer, their own crowdfunding platform now. There, yeah, so... that's, uh, that's actually well, something yeah. in my queue to post news about here. It's like so, the, um... I, I did post news about it. Didn't I? Well, like their own digital download thing, and then they're like, no, oh, sorry, release it on Steam. Nobody's playing this. <laughs> well, that's because they did such a shoddy job of the digital downloading like stuff on the Everybody game. else does, let's be honest. Oh, you play, really? I, I got I got Dead Space free on Origin about a month ago, so. Or yeah, they give you a free game every now and again to make you. That's the only reason to turn it on. Turn it yeah, on, download a free game, delete it, so it's in your library, and then close it again. 
that is exactly what I did, in fact. Uh, and then I remembered, oh wait, I've got Mass Effect 3 in here. I should totally play that sometime. You and I shut play that sometime. That's supposed to be new. Oh, there's, I, well, we probably don't have anything about Dragon Age in this one, because we already know about it, I guess. But they are supposed to be doing a new Massive Eggs as well, aren't they? Well, yeah, there's a, uh, I mean, EA does have their own, uh, show, so we might get, uh, some Mass Effect and some Dragon Age. I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition looks awesome. I think I talked about it a couple concasts ago, which is to say months ago, when we've already all forgotten. Nobody's getting too ramped up about any of the stuff we've talked about yet, so. Well, um, we're, we're, this is gonna be the thing where they announce new IPs for all the platforms, but no developers are turning up. So that's sort of an interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? We'll see. I have, a, I have just the feeling this is going to be about as much of a damp squib as it sounds. You never it's, know. It's not, it's not sounding great, is it? I mean, I don't know. There are, there are a few things that I'm hopeful of, but to be honest, if they happen, I was kind of expecting them. It's about time. And if That's they don't happen, if, 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 they if they announce, anyway. Yeah, if they announce GTA 5 on more platforms, it'll probably be the best game they announce. Yeah, I mean, if they that's announce true. The Last Guardian, that will be great, but they won't. If they announce Fallout 4, that will be great, but they won't. Um, I think they come to a point anyway with things like The Last Guardian. It's like, no game that's been in, allegedly in development for that long actually turns out alright. What about There's Final Fantasy XV? Yeah. There's <laughs> a point after which it just, it just kind of goes over the edge of being, you've spent too long overthinking this, and it's going to be bad whatever you do. Yeah. So that Final Fantasy 15 thing. Yeah. Playable? <laughs> no. Surely not playable. Yeah, I, I think may- maybe a new trailer, but not that's, playable. Yeah, that, that's by the trailer, you mean the same trailer with <laughs> two seconds extra stuff. Possibly, yes. Exactly. Yeah. No game game. I would extend <laughs> that to say exactly the same situation uh, with Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. Uh, I, I bet you 2.5 HD Remix will be playable, though, by golly. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's I a for- thing. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> that is a real game that is coming to store shelves. And what is probably more likely, they'll have some new Tomb Raider stuff. Yeah, that's... Uh, I think, I think there's been... a pretty chance they're going to start teasing the, the next Tomb Raider. Yeah, I, timing's about right for that. I think they're Didn't probably we... going to announce a new Deus Ex game. Yeah. Give me yeah, Deus Ex. I want Deus Ex. On the subject of Deus Ex, I, I haven't really looked that carefully yet, but didn't some DLC come out for that this year? Just randomly three years after the original game. <laughs> I, have I, I have no idea. I didn't I hear I'm no pretty idea. sure I saw that happen on Steam. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I put it in play sometimes, but it's like, it's just the strangest thing. It's DLC for really old games. Apart from that Scott Pilgrim one that didn't really happen properly in the end anyway. Well, yeah, that one happened. I don't think I even ever ended up buying that, and I loved that game. Okay, um, I'm never quite. Okay, I'm I'm double checking it here. It looks like they had they had some DLC in 2011, and they announced a Wii U version of the game, which uh, is a director's cut of sorts that includes the DLC. Yeah, that was was a long time ago. Well, no, they announced that just a few months ago. Then what was the Wii U one that I saw at PAX East last year? Uh, you sure it was last year? Oh, wait, you're right. It, year, I'm sorry, so, it, it, yes. it's, it's 20, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It was la- it was at PAX East last year, and, um, in April, they announced, they released that director's cut for Mac. Oh, 
Well, thank God for that. Maybe that maybe that's what you saw, Tittles. No, this is um AFX the Fall. Seven pounds ninety nine, release date eighteenth of March twenty fourteen. What the heck is that? That that Team was a, that, pay, not no, recommended. That that was a that was a port of the mobile game. Yeah, that they oh, this year, that's an iOS mobile game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they ported they ported that to PC this year. What? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Well, I didn't buy that. <laughs> well, on on that score, uh, Laz, weren't you um, implying before we started that uh, there may be a new uh, Deus Ex related trademark? That yeah, they has just gotten Square Enix filed a trademark for Deus Ex: Mankind Divided in March of this year, and I I mean, it's logical they filed that trademark. They announced it at E3. Mm. Have it maybe even holiday this year. I expect that will come out shortly after Chrono Break. <laughs> you just know it's going to be a mobile platform game as well. Oh lord, it will, won't it? It's yep, going to be a mobile good. platformer game. It's going to be, be a side-scroller, <laughs> Commander Keen-style <laughs> Deus Ex. It's going to be iOS and And to unlock keys to the next stage, you either have to play for an hour straight or pay 99 cents. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's it's going to be a Temple Run clone. Um, now I kinda, oh. I'd, I'd kind of want to play that. Yeah. It would that, have that, augments. That sounds so depressing, it's probably the truth. <laughs> Square Enix laying all your favorite franchises low since 1999. <laughs> okay, uh, on that note, um, I assume that uh, Final Fantasy 3 for PC could possibly show up at E3, maybe? Sure. Is mm. the, are, they ad- are they adapting the... Uh, the PSP DS version of that, I guess, or the is, yes, is it actually? Uh, that's what that's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I, I assume it'll be very close to the uh, PSP version, given um, you know the lack of touchscreen. Sure. Have, have they actually confirmed that? Or yeah. that that uh, has a that has a full listing in uh, the Steam store. Because I just thought it would be really funny if um if it turned out that it was just um mythical with a ROM. <laughs> the the badly translated ROM yeah, that was available everywhere in like 1996. Yeah, because Sega have pretty much done that, which is what they just usually do on every platform they can find is just release an emulator with an encrypted ROM for a load of Mega Drive games. It's like, hey, remember when we did stuff that people liked? I'm kind of surprised Square hasn't actually got on that train. Well, no, I'm not, because Square are cease and desist well, and actually, uh, concept of emulators offends their very soul. Well, don't so forget... So I'm not actually that surprised. That's not too terribly far from how they released or re-released Final Fantasy VII before it went to Steam, I think. It was pretty much like a, a an XP emulator <laughs> inside of a... <laughs> yeah, it's still the same platform, though, isn't it? It's not, yeah, I mean, close, yeah, closer... Oh, I would love to see Final Fantasy IX turn up on the PC at long last and complete yeah, the PlayStation series turning up on PC, but, you know, would be great. if it was Sega, they would just release it with a random PlayStation emulator, but I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they even have all of the original assets, like, available for porting on that game. You don't even really well, need them, though. Yeah, you, you, don't, mean, you can do a half-port job where you take the, just the PlayStation assets and you yeah. just play a PC engine around them. Yeah, if we, get a, if really, we get a port of that, it's going to be a really depressing half-assed port. Right, we, we could, you know, we're talking about Final Fantasy IX here. Really, you know, graduate students in design could probably recreate most of those assets <laughs> in half a semester, so. It'll be, it'll be a hack of FF8. 
It'd just be you randomly glitch and just squall every now and again. It's not really. Suddenly, Dagger would actually be like five foot nine. Everybody would be like, "What the?" Triangular in our legs. <laughs> oh, and what else could they possibly have at E3? Because um, they I... are not having their own show, as I believe we mentioned earlier. Right. They're not having their own presser or anything like that. So, you know, we're we're only going to get information from them from what other people deliver to us. I imagine that they're going to announce a uh, new... Oh, uh, what would the... I guess... I don't know whether they're called a patch or an expansion, but they're going to add some... reveal some new content for Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, makes sense. Because uh, I, every yeah. time they every time they do new content, they do a... Uh, I think, like, a, the major quest line involves one of the summons. I think, like, the, the Leviathan quest was part of the new one, so... Uh, Leviathan and Gilgamesh were the I love it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean... Bahamut's not in that game yet, shockingly. So maybe we'll have a giant, gorgeous CG Bahamut, like toasting some black mages or something. I don't know. That sounds quite good, mm. friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's less nudity in uh, a Final Fantasy MMO, <laughs> yeah. which is probably what's keeping their uh, subscription rates down. Probably, yeah. I mean, if they just you know go all out, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Four FF fourteen was doing okay. No, it actually is. <laughs> Somehow this Concast has made me less excited about E3. We've basically just established this year's E3, the death of video gaming as we know it. <laughs> you know, there there is some irony to the fact that they just dug up that E.T. landfill out in New Mexico. <laughs> because right. in, in 20 years, we could be talking about the fact that like every copy of Final Fantasy XV is somewhere in a toxic waste dump in Nevada. <laughs> That is the well, big problem with digital downloads. We can't have a funny video game crash where loads of like <laughs> DVDs get buried. I want them to do a really, a really poor, well, by relative standards, a really low quality Call of Duty that nobody buys and they all get buried. And then they dig it up and they find the dogs in there as well. Wow. Yeah, I got dark. <laughs> wow. I. And all the developers. I. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Infinity Ward are like, yes, <laughs> let somebody else take the fall for this one. Uh, okay, guys, Bye. we've been uh, incredibly scattershot today. Let's just throw out a real quick list of the stuff that we think Squeenix will show at E3 or have there in some form, and we'll see how right we were in a couple weeks. Um, Final Fantasy XV trailer. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD remix, uh, probably playable. Uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, probably the lamest 15-second trailer we've ever seen in our lives. Agreed. Um, some Deus Ex stuff, it sounds like, uh, that Tittles will hate because it's going to be on a mobile and will probably be some completely unrelated genre. Um, some Final Fantasy XIV new content. <clears throat> yep, some Final Fantasy XIV new content. Uh, how about a... as well, for what it's worth. <laughs> Yay! Oh, they'll, they'll probably show uh, some Theater Rhythm 2. Yeah, uh, that's that's coming. Well, that's already out in Japan, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, so yeah, that'll that'll almost certainly be playable here. I, I think guess. it. I think it comes out in the summer, and it's called Theater Rhythm Curtain Call. It is, yeah. Uh, and that's sitting in my inbox, waiting to be tidbitted as well. Though I've hit it a couple times in the past. Um, I've yeah, seen just... rumors that there's going to be a more open worldly Hitman show up in some form. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so I can see that. Sure. That that may well be there. Uh. What else could we be talking about here? Uh, Bravely Default sequel stuff? 
It's probably a um, long shot. There hasn't been no. much of that coming out of Japan yet, even though it's obviously in progress. Yeah, uh, I mean... All the bravest, too. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they don't all have the balls bravest. to show up <laughs> at a uh, oh, gaming you, conference of that game. Are you think we're going to get the mobile version of uh, of the new Mana game? Hmm, that's a good R- question. Rise of Mana, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah. And uh, I think I posted news a while back. I think there's something going on with Saga as well, but what? Uh, we you know we almost never get those. So yeah, there was really there were two the DS there were two DS Saga remakes. Yeah, that we never got. Yeah, odds are that's not going to show up anywhere near. I us. would I probably would have gotten them too, which is uh, sad. I'm the only person that kind of wants the Dragon Quest Seven. 3DS remake to come over here, but that's not going to oh, happen. Oh, right. I that's really want still that. a franchise. There's there's Dragon Quest X and Seven Remake in Japan, and we haven't heard a peep about it. Wow, not even about ten. Yeah, that really fell off the radar. I think if uh, PC, the PC version could do okay in the U.S., um, but whatever. It's, it's obviously not something that Square Enix is interested in outside of Japan. And, you know, uh, speaking of PC versions, I would like to see just a little bit more information about uh, Final Fantasy III for PC. Um, sure. A release date and a price point would be really all that you'd need to see, because we've all seen, you know, the DS version, the PSP version. We know what it's going to look like, how it's going to work. We've seen some screenshots of the uh, PC version that look very nicely up So, uh, you know, just a price point and a release date would be interesting to see, so I know if I want to get it or not. I think I've been fucked out what's going on in Square Executives' heads. It's basically they've decided, well, they're telling us we can't sell mobile games for $40 a go, (laughs) but it seems okay on Steam. I, you know, if if the screenshots are accurate and they've done a good job of uprezzing Final Fantasy III, that could be a very good game to have um, on Steam OS, uh, or you know, on your actual PC with um, big picture mode. Cause, yeah, you know, they're, they're not going to get clever enough to port it to Linux at this point. It is Square we're talking about. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But uh, well, okay, big picture mode at the very least. If you've got a yeah. gaming PC rigged up in your living room, that could be cool because uh, they have said that there's going to be um, controller support for it, as there should be, as it's a console Final Fantasy game. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see myself spending twenty bucks on that to uh, play it in my living room with my Xbox pad. That'd be kind of cool. So you heard it here first, a bunch of stuff at E3 2014, and it makes us all a little bit sadder, especially me. I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm actually feeling a little bit optimistic about the Square Enix side of things right now. Uh, that, 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 that's totally, it's totally stupid, I know, I know, in my heart I know that it's stupid, but I mean... It's E3, you know, if you don't get at least a little bit excited, you're kind of dead inside. I was excited before the Comcast started. Yeah, (laughs) alright. Our mission here is done, so uh, (laughs) thanks a lot for listening to the Comcast as always, and we'll see you next time. We're the Caves of Narsh podcast, known as the Concast. And we're the only place that can make somebody like Stilts say... Have I come into the wrong conversation? Yes, sir. Yes, you have. Anyway, we're Caves of Narsh. Thanks a lot for listening. You can find us at cavesofnarsh.com or any number of social media outlets under the name Caves of Narsh. On the way out today, you're listening to the battle theme from Final Fantasy XI. See you soon.